It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. President Biden will be speaking to the United Nations General Assembly tomorrow, all while dealing with uh, a host of tension, a little bit of a few setbacks uh, at home and abroad. Uh, what that speech will look like, what he needs to accomplish is uh, up for a lot of debate, a lot of challenges for the president rolling into a speech that I think he was hoping would be uh, focused on climate change. He has a little repair work to do as well. To help us break all of that down, Olivier Knox, uh, who's the national political correspondent for The Washington Post and anchor of The Post, The Daily 202, uh, joins us to break that down. And Olivier, before I uh, bring you all the way in, I always tell our listeners we're looking to divide the rage from the reason. And if you aren't signed up for the post, the daily two o the daily two o two, you need to sign up for that. I uh, regularly rely on Olivier's insight and framing uh, in terms of the issues, so we can divide the rage from the reason and and really elevate the conversation. So, Olivier, thanks for joining us today. Anytime I can help separate the signal from the noise, I'm happy to join <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So let's get into this with the, the president. Uh, many people are saying now that it's it's either a credibility crisis or a capability crisis or a confidence crisis uh, as he goes into this important U.N. speech. Uh, break it down for us. How do you see it? Well, let's let's take a, a little bit of a, a step away from the crisis framing. But he is not going to get the U.N. General Assembly trip that he thought he was going to get just a few months ago. You know, he was looking to do this uh, COVID vaccine summit to try to repair some of the iniquities of global the global vaccination uh, process. You know, poor countries not getting nearly enough vaccination. Um, and of course, that's, that's how we get these different variants is, uh, is unvaccinated populations. He looked to get the, the West and, and, and some other allies on board with a tougher line on China. Um, he wanted to uh, advance efforts to confront the climate crisis before that big, uh, it's called COP21. It's a summit in Glasgow in uh, about six weeks. And instead, he is heading to New York with the bulk of his climate policy in that $3.5 trillion infrastructure package. We don't know what's going to happen to that, but it's not doing very well in Congress. Um, the pandemic is claiming about 2,000 American lives per day. Uh, his vaccine booster plan, you know, we saw on uh, on Friday, FDA came out and said, eh, not so much. Um, and then there's this really difficult diplomatic fight with France over a submarine deal uh, with Australia, it is it's one of the worst uh, diplomatic crises between the United States and France, I think, arguably since 2002, 2003, the run up to the Iraq war. But certainly since 2013, when it came out that the National Security Agency was spying on tens of millions of uh, French citizens. Yeah. And let's let's dig into that a little bit as it relates to France. Uh, we know that uh, got very testy uh, last late last week as the U.K., the United States, and Australia came together on this agreement, and uh, including nuclear subs. And uh, so give us a little behind the scenes in terms of uh, where the sure. French are on this, what it means to them, and why they're so frustrated, so much so that they would pull their own ambassador uh, recall. 
Right. So the French had uh, this contract. This, oops, sorry. I don't know what that is. Um, uh, they had this contract with Australia to build uh, some diesel-powered submarines. Diesel-powered at Australia's request. The, that country and neighboring New Zealand have uh, strong anti-nuclear sentiment. Um, the, uh, the, there were some problems with the program, uh, cost overruns and the like. Nothing unusual in terms of arms uh, sales. And then uh, out of sort of nowhere, the United States, the U.K. and Australia announced a security agreement, part of which is uh, the planned construction of nuclear submarines by the United States and the U.K. Australia canceled its submarine contract with France. And this, the French are upset for a number of reasons. There's a tendency here in the U.S. to focus on the dollar amount, and certainly the dollar amount and the jobs picture uh, are not great, especially because the French president, Emmanuel Macron, is heading into a pretty difficult re-election fight. Um, but there's also the question of influence and prestige and diplomatic relations. Yeah. The French, the French, all of the French officials who have been speaking out publicly have said that they just did not get a heads up from the United States that this was going on. Um, they, they, the last I looked, there was a report, a credible report, that the only notification the French got was a, a formal letter from Australia that was given to them just a few hours before the deal was actually announced. Wow. Which means, by the, which means that some, there were some reporters in D.C. who had wind this uh, arrangement before the French government did, which is really quite something. Wow. Um, the French want to steer policy in the Indo-Pacific region. What that, that's just really code for dealing with China. Uh, they want, they've always wanted to be a presence uh, in, in, in China policy. They have expressed concerns in the past that maybe the United States and Australia are thinking in, in two military terms uh, as they look to reign in China. And so they wanted to have their own way. Mm. So they were, they feel lied to, they feel betrayed. Um, it's really bad political timing for Macron. Uh, and then, of course, there is the, the question of, you know, the, the, the uh, I think it's between 50 and $90 billion, depending on how you calculate it. Uh, worth of um, of arms sales. Yeah, fascinating. So as as he goes into the speech, obviously there are other allies around the world who uh, were at least uh, not necessarily mad, but at least uh, frustrated uh, over a lot of the Afghanistan withdrawal and some of the other things going on. So if you're advising the president, what what does a win look like in this speech to the UN tomorrow? Well, you know, he did himself a pretty big diplomatic favor today by uh, ending a ban on uh, travelers from Europe coming to the United States. That was a major irritant in the relationship with the U.K., with France, with Germany, with other countries in Europe. Um, the, the EU was letting, vaccine, was letting Americans come over. The U.S. was not letting, uh, say, the French come over. And so, you know, countries that have big expat populations like Britain and France inside the United States were having real problems. Because if you went back to France to, I don't know, visit your aging parents, you would have a really tough time getting back into the United States. Right. So this was a major irritant. Uh, over the last nine months, it's the one thing that I heard from every single European official that I talked to. Now, in terms of the UN General Assembly speech, you know, it is, it is one of the largest uh, stages in the diplomatic world. He's going to be addressing hundreds of heads of state and government. Um, and he's going to, you know, try to set the tone, which is something he's been doing for the last nine months. I think there's going to be something of a combination of an America is back message, which he took to Brussels with some success uh, months ago. Uh, there's going to be a push for reengaging uh, uh, in multilateral diplomacy. Um, I think that's going to look like 
um, you know, reference to the Parix climate agreement mm-hmm. that, that Donald Trump pulled the United States out of and things like that. In terms of in terms of a win, I mean, this is really more of a symbolic rostrum for him. I don't know that he needs any specific concrete commitment. But ironically, the best thing he can get is, is something he's not going to get, which is action on climate from the U.S. Congress. Fascinating stuff. Oliver not uh, excuse me, Olivier Knox. <laughs> almost called you Oliver there for a second. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Olivier Knox is the national political correspondent for The Washington Post, the anchor of The Post. The Daily 202. Uh, and if you again, if you're not on that uh, newsletter, if you're not on that, uh, you got to get that. It's something I rely on every day. Olivier, appreciate you joining us today. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right. Uh, as we continue to look at that, I, I just think there are so many. I think Olivier is right in terms of uh, the president's not going to get a real specific win in terms of a, a deal being done or a specific piece of uh, a policy pushed through. But I think he does. To me, success for the president tomorrow is going to be that he looks confident, that he looks competent, and that he can create uh, that clarity for our allies around the world that, as Olivier said, that the country is back, that we're on the world stage, and that we are a good global partner. We'll continue to track that and follow that here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson. We're going to step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, important conversation about what is happening in our nation's middle. Find out what that is next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.